0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 54 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Acts chapter 24 today, and our focus is on fear of the judgment to come. So this is a daily 10-ish minute podcast where we dig into God's word one chapter at a time and discuss it. Thank you for listening. Please check out our website, Bible2021.com. And leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to, if it is possible to do that, especially Apple Podcast. Let's open straight away with our verse of the day, which is Acts 24, verse 25. Now, as he spoke, Paul, about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. So here's the situation. Paul is in Romanish custody because he's run afoul of the Jewish Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin makes their case against Paul, and Paul makes his defense, but for what appears to be political reasons, the Roman governor or procurator, Felix, is quite unwilling to make a judgment in Paul's case. Reading a little bit between the lines, it appears that he would like to side with Paul, but he wants to placate the Jewish people, so he just keeps Paul in prison and keeps summoning him for conversation, partially because he wants Paul to offer him a bribe, and maybe also, it would seem, because he's interested in talking about faith in Jesus, at least a little bit. Verse 25 is from that context. Paul is conversing with Felix about the way of following Jesus, and Felix is scared at the mention of righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Now, the reason why Felix gets afraid at such talk is a very interesting story, and we'll tell it after we read our passage for the day. Acts chapter 24, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Five days after Ananias, the high priest came down with some elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, These men presented their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus began to accuse him and said, "'We enjoy great peace because of you, "'and reforms are taking place for the benefit of this nation "'because of your foresight. "'We acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, "'most excellent Felix, with utmost gratitude. "'But so that I will not burden you any further, "'I request that you would be kind enough to give us a brief hearing.' For we have found this man to be a plague, an agitator among all the Jews throughout the Roman world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to desecrate the temple, and so we apprehended him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to discern the truth about these charges we are bringing against him. The Jews also joined in the attack, alleging that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, Because I know you have been a judge of this nation for many years, I am glad to offer my defense in what concerns me. You can verify yourself that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They didn't find me arguing with anyone or causing a disturbance among the crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or anywhere in the city. Neither can they prove the charges they are now making against me. But, I admit this to you, I worship the God of my ancestors according to the way, which they call a sect, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection, both of the righteous and the unrighteous. I always strive to have a clear conscience toward God and men. After many years, I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my people, While I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple, without a crowd and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges if they have anything against me, or let these men here state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin, other than this one statement I shouted while standing among them, Today I am on trial before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. Now, since Felix was well informed about the way, he adjourned the hearing, saying, When Lysias the commander comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and that he should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. Several days later, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. Now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. At the same time, he was also hoping that Paul would offer him money. So he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. After two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and because Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left Paul in prison. So, as we see in the passage... Governor Felix is married to Drusilla, a Jewish woman. Although she's only mentioned here in the Bible very briefly, ancient historians actually record a good bit about her life and that of her husband. Drusilla was apparently a woman of surpassing beauty, and Felix was absolutely smitten with her when he first saw her when she was in her early twenties. Unfortunately, he was already married. Not a big deal to a pagan Roman person. But she was also married, which was a bigger deal to a Jewish woman. Now, this did not dissuade Felix, so he sent a man named Simon, who, you can't make this up, pretended to be a magician to implore Drusilla to forsake her husband Azazes, divorce him and marry Felix, she ultimately did this, which was a bummer for Azizus, I'm sure, in part because he had allowed himself to be circumcised as an adult in order to marry Drusilla. <laughs> Ouch! One other historical note, Drusilla and Felix had a son named Agrippa who actually perished in Pompeii at the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD, and it's also po- possible that Drusilla herself perished along with him in that eruption. So... So it was that Felix won his second wife through less than honorable means. And I'm sure hearing Paul speak about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come was pretty frightening for such a man. Now what sort of judgment to come is Paul talking about here? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is the judgment Paul refers to in 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, where he says... I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. So Paul there is charging Timothy to preach the word of God because Jesus is going to judge the living and the dead, or the quick and the dead, as you might have heard before from the King James Bible. Peter also refers to this judgment in Acts ten forty two when he says, "Jesus commanded us to preach to the people and to testify he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead." First Peter four five same thing, he says they will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. And Paul also refers to this again at the end of Romans fourteen. Uh, Verse 9, when he says, Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. So Jesus, meek and mild, while on earth for his first advent or coming, will be powerful and mighty and the judge of all during his second coming. There will be a judgment at the end of this age, and Revelation 20 gives us a strong glimpse of what is coming. Verse 11 says, I saw a great white throne, and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great, and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works." Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire, and anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So no doubt, this is the truth that Paul was proclaiming to Felix and Drusilla, and you can probably see quite clearly why such a truth frightened Felix to the clore. The Bible proclaims the truth that the end of the world will be accompanied by judgment and that the judge, Jesus, is standing at the door, James 5, 9. That should not be alarming, though, for those rescued by Jesus, because Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18, "...therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come." Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, hear this, not counting their trespasses or their sins against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. What is reconciliation? It's bringing together two people that were separate. Christ has, by his death on the cross, brought holy God, and sinful man together, because by faith we can be cleansed of our unrighteousness and reckoned as sinless, in other words, able to enter into heaven because of what Jesus has done. This is the good news. So the judgment will not condemn those who are in Christ. Let's end the show today with our memory verse for February, Acts 9.31. So the judge, throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Amen. May the Lord bless you, friends. Good day to you, and God speaks.